At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the sports betting network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. All proudly brought to you by BetMGM. It's Gil Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. Kelly Midland Bidlin, everybody. Bruiser number nine. So much more than a producer. How you doing, man? Did you say my name? Say my name. Might have been a little Destiny's Child <laughs> in here this morning. Maybe. Might have been. Might have been. On the show today, unscripted with the crack man, hour number two. We look forward to that. Aaron Schatz. He uh, does quarterly appearances here during the football season. That's a numbers game tradition. And uh, we decided, you know, with the 17-game schedule now, we'd make post-week nine the halfway point. And so he is here to talk about all things from a football outsider's perspective, from a DVOA perspective, who he's got higher than conventional wisdom, who he's got lower, a whole bunch of different ways to look at things. Special teams, things we don't necessarily talk about. We'll get into that with Aaron Schatz. Uh, Adam Kramer will join us to talk college football as well. We will do all that. Can I start the show by giving a uh, shout to one of our fellow VEASAN colleagues? Can we do that? Hell yeah. Because I, I, I really feel like this needs to be stated out loud, doesn't it? I, yeah, like this it is, does. So we're, we are exactly halfway through Circa Millions, right? Exactly halfway through. Mm-hmm. 18 weeks. We're through nine. Shout out to Amal Shaw, who is one game out, one point out of the lead of Circa Millions. Amal Shaw, the co-host of Big Bets. Big Bets. Produced by Kelly Bidlin. That's right. Dave Ross, of course, co-host as well. Good on Amal, man. Yeah. How's he feeling about this? What's his state of mind? Ah, man, it's Amal. I think he's always, uh, you know, he's trying to not get too excited about it. I I mean, look, it's it's season long. Long way to go. Long way to go. Acknowledged, but. Long way to go. So he's he's being Amal annoying self where he's very humble and quiet about it (laughs) and, like, barely mentioned it the other day. I'm like, wait, what'd you just say? Um so no, it's great. He, I knew he was having. I knew he was having a great first quarter, and he almost cashed. He almost cashed in the first quarter and had like a real bad beat on one game that Ooh. kept him out of the money. So I know, I know that right, was a bit tough pr- for him. Like all of us, he's probably gotten bounces too, right? So you it, can't lay it into that. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and in second quarter, I don't think he's really been in the race because I think he had a three and two week once or twice. Um, but yeah, man, he's right as far as the season long one goes. He's right up there. He's only one point out. So good on him. Y'all should talk about that on big bets. Yeah, we should. We should more. Yeah. I won't say his entry name because I don't know if he wants to give his entry name. Good on him. Congratulations. May it continue. It's a big deal, possibly, man. Yeah. I was like, we're acting like that's not happening. Yeah. Totally. I need a new pony, Gil. So, yes. 
You, you need right. a new pony. Is that what your, is that what your guess is? That's what your request is for a gift? That's right, yeah. Kelly wants a pony. All right. So there, shout out there. We have, we have Thursday night football tonight, which is, what, what did Keith Jackson say when it wasn't a barn burner? Did he have something to describe a football game? The <laughs> Falcons and the Panthers tonight. Oh, an NFC South clash. We're by, we're by the way, the uh, Panthers are going with PJ Walker as their starting quarterback again. That, despite him going three for ten this past weekend, and despite Baker Mayfield coming in and doing great, remember Baker Mayfield, the guy they got this off season, and then was benched. And uh, interim coach Steve Wilkes making the announcement earlier this week, hours after the team activated Sam Darnold as well. By the way, to the fifty-three man roster, roster less than. Uh, 24 hours after they lost to Cincinnati, got crushed by Cincinnati after they trailed 35 to nothing at the half. Here's the quote. I could bench everybody if we go off bad games. We're going to rally behind P.J. and definitely give him the things he needs from a game plan standpoint so he can execute. Yeah, it's an interesting choice. Tank to tank, tank, tank. Yeah, tank to tank, tank, tank. Um, I would think, wouldn't you think they'd want to get a look at Sam Darnold whenever he is healthy? Ish. I I'm trying to stay with a straight face. I, I feel like you're trying to answer doing. with a straight face. <laughs> it's just it's, like the the problem is they are one of those teams where it's. I think there's a lot of teams where you could be like, well, you got to get a look at this guy. Got to get a look at this guy because you got a draft coming up that's full of quarterbacks. Don't well, you like, know what you have? They already. got three guys that they know what they got. They know what they got. You have, you have any player? I haven't bet it yet, but I think I'm going to lay the two and a half with the Falcons. It it, it just feels it feels too easy. <laughs> it's one of those, I, you know I, what I mean? I think I'm going to just in game it like I always do with. Some I, of and these. I might wait for that. Yeah. Too. I might wait for. I haven't I haven't made a bet yet. I haven't decided, but yeah. I mean, I definitely like the Falcons side of it uh, more without a doubt. The um, the weather in Charlotte tonight. You know, wind, which is what we're really concerned about usually, only 12 miles per hour, so not really in the range that typically makes it an issue. I'm glad you checked that. But, that's, uh, but it will will be rain, Seven, yeah. 70% chance of precipitation. I mean, I haven't checked the track of that, you know, I think it was a hurricane for a minute in yeah, Florida. Yeah, not, like, not quite. It's still a hurricane, isn't it? Hurricane Nicole? I think so. Well, yeah. Maybe not. I thought it died off. Maybe, but maybe it did. Not. But but I would assume there'd be some some remnants from that hit, affecting this game a little bit. Well, rain, but not wind. So nothing really huge there, I don't think. But you know how weather goes. It could change. I got nothing on it is essentially what I'm saying on that. Um, last night, NBA, LeBron James and the Lakers lose again. And uh, midway through the fourth quarter, he uh, leaves, LeBron James leaves with a groin injury. It did not return. That's what they're calling it, a groin injury. First, it was called leg soreness. Yeah. At this point, couldn't it just be the sciatica acting up? Like, what are we, I mean, he's a human being, right? He's getting right. older. Right. Lakers lose again. 114 to 101 to the Clippers. Clip show uh, covers the three-point spread. Pels looked really good last night against the Bulls. And how about the Utah Jazz? What is happening in Utah? Do you remember, were you here when, when the Pac-12 tournament was here and Arizona had DeAndre Ayton and Laurie Markinen on the same team? I mean, I remember that team, yes. That, was, that Pac-12 tournament, like Lonzo I mean, played for uh, UCLA, that was just unbelievable. You how always good that bring was. it up. But, uh, yeah, no, it, it was a heck of a game. I did have that game on because I was considering jumping in live on the Hawks a couple times, but I'm I, glad I stayed away. Um, 
Man, I, you know, these I, it, you got to hand it to them. I mean, what Lori Markkinen's doing at night in and night out is incredible. And, and the one thing, like, they do have scores. They do have, they might not be elite scores, but they do have scores in, in bunches. Markkinen, Jordan Clarkson, you bring Colin Sexton off the bench. Uh, you got Beasley coming off the bench. Taylor Horton, Tucker, all these guys you can turn to, turn to can drop 20 a night if they need to. So, I, I don't know, it's been really impressive, but... Uh, I know you, you, Drew Dinsick, and I kind of were having a text message conversation yesterday where I total, I, I agree with what he said. If the Jazz continue to do this, I will probably be losing a lot of money along the way. So uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll, let's hope this slows down at some point. Jazz beat the Hawks 125 to 119. They do so as four and a half point dogs, plus 155 on the money line. You have anything in the NBA tonight? You doing it? Short? Nothing in the NBA tonight. I don't like the card at all tonight. I lost on the Cavs last night. That game was obnoxious. Um, both teams shooting absolutely lights out. Uh, the the Kings in, t- in today's NBA, Gil, watching a game where the Kings have, I think it was two turnovers in the first half. And you're like, like there's so many things we always bring up. Like, oh, you can't beat a team if they're going to shoot 50% from the three. You can't beat a team if they're going to out-rebound you this much. And I'm like, how do the Kings have three turnovers? You know what I did start watching, though? The, with the eye of a hawk is the Kevin Love sixth man thing. Yeah. After Drew talked about it yesterday, nine points, eight boards for Kevin Love yesterday. A lot of that came on late, too. Yeah, he was hitting it late. But the, I did end up betting that yesterday. Yes. I did, too. You know why? Probably the same reason you did. Because it was 150 <laughs> to 1. <laughs> I'm, like, shopping around. I'm like, oh, that was a good point by Drew. Let me see what they got around here in town. And this is one of the – as much as we crush Vegas sometimes for the limited options, yeah. this is a perfect example of when it ends up being a good thing for us because – they, we just have off numbers here sometimes on stuff like this. And that was that was one of them. You're, you're seeing 60, 80 to 1 basically nationwide for him. We found 150 to 1 in yeah. MGM here in town. So why not? Why not? Um, can we talk a little Survivor real quick here before? Because yeah. we got uh, nothing but guests here today. So I want to get to as much as we can. Survivor, which we have not discussed uh, beyond the Bob DeLuca category of Survivor. 115 folks left in uh, Circus Survivor out of the uh, original 6,133. But this is the Survivor contest still going on around the country, of course. So let that sort of be proxy for all those. Here are your biggest spread candidates of the week. And we'll go through them one by one. The Chiefs, if you still have the Chiefs available, and obviously people are going to have different teams available and not available at this point. But Survivor Strategy, the Chiefs still play the Rams at home. They're at Houston They're home against Denver. So if you still have the Chiefs, you might want to wait on them. No no real need to use them here this week. There are other opportunities. Maybe maybe you, you know, for all of these, you could decide, well, yeah, but they play the Jaguars, and I just want to get to next week. If you're that, you know, at this point, it's been such a mayhem kind of season, you know, with the exception of the last two weeks. I get it if you want to play it that way, but I'm just saying what's still available to them, the Chiefs, do have a home game against the Rams. They are at Houston. They are at home. Uh, they are home against Denver. So other opportunities still exist. If you're in Circa, let me just jump ahead a couple, a few. If you're in Circa, the Cowboys matter still for Thanksgiving. We don't know about Josh Allen. They're they're kind of indicating it's going to be a short term thing, but we don't know for sure. Yeah. So if you still have the Cowboys left, maybe you still save the Dallas Cowboys for Thanksgiving in their game against the Giants. Um, instead of using them this week. If you can, I think you have to. I think you have to. Because I think you're making a good point. 
with you, with you not knowing what's going on with Josh Allen right now, just you, in case, if you've kind of already circled in Buffalo for Thanksgiving and you still have Dallas left, I think you need to keep that as your backup plan. Cowboys are at Packers this week. Um, the Niners, the Niners are hosting the Chargers. They're seven point favorites, but man, do you? With the Niners, you still have a home game against New Orleans. You still have a home game against Tampa Bay. You still have a home game against Washington. There are other opportunities. By the way, the Niners only have three more road games the rest of the year. Yeah, I'm saving them if you can. And then if you still have Philadelphia, they are playing Washington Monday night, but they're still in at Chicago. They're still a home New Orleans, so there's still other opportunities there. Which brings us to the two best candidates, I believe, yeah. if you still have them, which are the Giants. The Giants host the Texans. But remember, the Giants... They still have home games against Detroit, Washington, and Indianapolis. Indianapolis always should be mentioned now. But against Houston this week, pretty tempting. And the other one's the Raiders. This is your best last chance hosting the depleted, and I do mean at quarterback, head coach, and play caller, Indianapolis Colts. So to me, it's the Giants or the Raiders, if you still have those available. The others, other opportunities exist, other considerations. We'll come back. Adam Kramer. College football on the other side. Numbers game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bop Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada, and it is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app if you haven't done so already. BetMGM Sports. BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in game betting, boosted odds, specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. It won't take you but a few seconds. And then you stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state issued ID to open an account. That won't take you but a few minutes. And then you start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Bang! Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. It must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. After the show today, Kelly, uh, doing the Megapod, which we do each and every Thursday, along with uh, Todd Wishnev and uh, Jeff Parlay, and our rotating guest this week, the great Brent Musburger. How about that? I forgot you were having him on in this week. Big Brent, deal. Brent, Brent's rolling in the studio. I mean, it just man, what, what a what an honor. What a what a what a blessing. If you had told me, if you had come up to me at age eight, and you'd been like, "Hey, uh, you know that guy you're watching on the NFL today right now? He's gonna willingly do your podcast every year," and I would say, "What the hell's a podcast?" That'd be the first thing, <laughs> and then I would say, "That is amazing." 
once you explain it to me. I'm enjoying the idea of you trying to uh, to manage Todd and Jeff correctly to uh, uh, make sure Brent gets his air t- his, the airtime he deserves. <laughs> every every year when Brent walks out, I always think to myself, I'm like, is he going to come back next year? Like, did he find this enjoyable? Like, does, he, <laughs> does he get the whole Todd thing? It's acquired taste. Aaron Schatz is on the show later today uh, in about 15 minutes. He, when he was on, he would say, I'm not really sure I understand the rhythm of this podcast. That's what yeah, that's, yeah, that's fair. That's like, fair. The rhythm. Oh, there's been a couple da- times I'm downstairs listening to it. There's like a guest <laughs> on. I'm like, this poor guy. This poor guy. <laughs> uh, ladies and gentlemen, that's another matter. Let's talk some college football right now with uh, Bleacher Report and our very own here at VEASAN, uh, our VEASAN's own uh, Adam Kramer, who you can find on uh, the old Twitter at Kegs and Eggs. How you doing, Adam? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Doing very well. What a uh, what a weekend that has gone by in college football. And I'm going to ask of you what I asked of uh, some other college football guests earlier in the week, which is, all right, the second of the six college football rankings is out there. You you kind of nailed it almost, you know, exactly when you were predicting what it was in your VEASAN piece this week. But I guess the question is, what's the chaos scenario that you relish the most at the end? Well... I think what you're setting up, you know, last week was a lot. Like, it, it really started potential chaos scenarios. But now it, there was almost so much chaos that it freed some vacancies up, right? So when I looked at this week, actually, because I think, I think a lot of people, this was the first time ever that Alabama and Clemson were outside of the top six, both of them, not just nowhere to be found, which is, which is unbelievable when you consider we've been doing this thing since, what, 2014? So I think when you look at it, to me, those two teams are the teams of chaos. In a, in a weird way, to say that Alabama and Clemson, who have, frankly, dominated this format, of course you've had Georgia and there's been Ohio State, but, but Alabama and Clemson, in terms of vacancies in the playoff, have, have dominated it. And the fact that they are in this position is really strange. I don't think we can count out Clemson. And I don't think we can count out Alabama, obviously. It was a tough loss, and of course, you lose to LSU. You've only done that twice in 12 years, and um, but but no, when you look at the point spreads this weekend, you look at LSU to win the SEC West, so in a really peculiar way, my source of chaos is that. My other source would be this. Yes, you've got a situation where we're stacking up the, you know, the Pac-12 and the, the Big 12, although it may be less chaotic after this week, to be honest, when you look at Texas and TCU. I, I, I do think you're going to be buying for a situation potentially where you've got a one-loss Tennessee versus a one-loss Big Ten team. And that, to me, is a heck of an argument and, and one that I think would, the, the committee would really struggle with. God, if you think Clemson and Bama are still, like, you know, possibly in this, then everybody is, right? LSU and every single one of the Pac-12s and, oh, my goodness. Absolutely. Well, but but here's, here's the thing with Clemson. One-loss conference champion. Yeah. Is normal, that's the formula. So I know people are tired of hearing that, and I'm kind of tired of hearing it, too. But uh, it like when you actually look at where they are, it it, it makes a lot of sense that if they continue to weed out, win out and say they beat a uh, you know a North Carolina team that finds a way to win, although I think that's another team that's losing this week, you know, like it, they are not completely done yet, unfortunately for many. Let's go to the Heisman for a second. Are we are we drifting into the territory right now, Adam, where the Heisman kind of feels like well. Guess we got to give it to this person at this point. Like, where where are we with that? Who would you bet on right now? It's one of the strangest races this deep uh, I can recall. And let's go back last year. C.J. Stroud, around this time, looked like the guy 
I think he threw like six first-half touchdowns against Michigan State. Essentially had the opposite game this week at Northwestern. I was about 30 minutes from Northwestern, by the way. It was horrible. I'm not, that's not an excuse, but it was one of the craziest uh, weather days I can recall here, and I can't imagine throwing a football. So we're left with a couple of really interesting options, and to me it is quarterback-centric. Stetson Bennett, who was 16-1, to 18-1 to 1 this weekend, is, an, is very interesting on this because the formula to win it is be a quarterback and play for a playoff team. That, that is the formula. Now, there is exceptions to this rule, Devontae Smith and other you know, great, great performances. But when you look at uh, Bennett, that makes a lot of sense. We've got to start talking about Bo Nix at some point. 36 touchdowns. He caught one. He ran one. He threw one last week. I know this is a hard uh, thing for people to grasp onto because it is, in fact, Bo Nix. Statistically speaking, and I, I think honestly right now, if I were voting, I would vote for Bo Nix. I'm not voting, to be clear. They, they will not allow that ever, uh, despite the fact that I want to vote for this award. So I, I ultimately, if C.J. Stroud torches Michigan, I still think he's going to be the guy. He'll play well in the Big Ten championship game. The wind will not be 45 miles an hour. I still think he makes a lot of sense. But there are some really interesting names to me outside of the top few selections that can really make a charge. Uh, Bo Nix, 8-1 currently, and Stetson Bennett, 16-1 to 1 via BetMGM. By the way, a couple things just to follow up there. One, you wrote about the whole thing that you were up you know, 30 minutes away from Northwestern, and you were having trouble walking into a target. So for the, re- for the rest of the article, all I had in my head was the image of you trying desperately to get, to get into a Target. Uh, unsuccessfully, I, by the way. I had my, my three-year-old with me. I grabbed him like I was grabbing like the nuclear launch codes, right? Like I was like, you are not, I've got you, buddy. I mean, it was, it was unbelievable. So as people are ripping Ohio State online, I'm like, you know, on social media, which is what we do, I'm like, man, guys, like, do, do you see this? My trampoline is going to hit my neighbor's house. Like that's where we were on Saturday. My trampoline. The other part of that is how do you not have a Heisman vote? You don't? Everyone does. I don't. I don't. My, my problem is I, they don't actually like when you talk about this award. Oh. And all I do, I feel like, is talk about this award. So that would be my undoing. I'd get, a, I'd get a vote, and I'd lose it immediately, I think, because I just have a big mouth. And that, that would be my problem. All right, let's go to this week. Um, not, maybe not as sexy as last week, because last week was the pinnacle. But Texas and TCU is obviously huge. And Texas, favored by seven. Again, I get that they're favored, but by seven. Wow, what do you think here? Well, I think, like, from a rhythm standpoint, these two teams are the opposite of each other. One loves to blow leads. The other likes to come back in the second half. And as someone who likes Texas this week, and I do a great deal, that's a bit of a concern because you know what you're signing up for in this game. You know that B. John Robinson's going to run wild. Texas is going to be up big. And then you're going to wait, right? It's going to be like a, a ticking time bomb of when is Texas going to blow this lead. But I do think... From a style standpoint, TC run defense, number 70, nationally, statistically, enter Bijan Robinson. And by the way, I don't think we've talked about enough yeah. for all the things that he's done. I mean, this guy is unbelievable. And I've, I've done a profile of him. I, I've spent time with him. He, he is like as advertised. He's a great dude, but he's also a phenomenal football player. And in the discussion of just Texas, right, Quinn, Quinn Ewers, Steve Sarkeesian, everything else, we're losing sight of the fact that, that Bijan Robinson is having a phenomenal last year before he goes to the NFL. He's going to run for 200 yards. I, I actually think Texas is, it, blown leads aside, is really turning a corner, and I think this is the kind of game that you sh- it shows. I just think this formula that TCU is playing with 
is dangerous. It's it's very very dangerous. It's been dangerous, frankly, against not great teams. Yeah. Great season, great coach, great everything. But I think it's a problem here. I keep trying to will Max Duggan to a Heisman, but yeah, because I have a ticket on him. But it's yeah, everything you said. It's they're teetering. We have about a minute left, and I just want to ask you about two other games, both of which have a letdown factor, though for different reasons. One, Bama after the loss to LSU in dramatic fashion, now with two losses, now out of the you know, playoff picture, at least for the moment, going to Ole Miss, they're double-digit favorites. And then the other potential letdown is that very team LSU after the big win at Arkansas, three-point favorites. What are your thoughts on both? Well, I, I, the Arkansas game, you know, sound the alarm, right? It's, it, the sirens are up. Um, I know the, 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 the spread has moved around a little bit. But to me, that was a number that jumped out immediately. I do think we're overrating LSU just a little bit. This is the third official road game for LSU, and we're week 11, which is downright bizarre. And the first road game, of course, was an overtime win against Pitt, which wasn't so great. So I do think Arkansas is very alive in that game. I really have struggled with Ole Miss, Alabama. Motivation to me is a really interesting factor here. Where is Alabama at mentally? You looked at Nick Saban on the sidelines. Didn't look like a guy that, that frankly loved his job as much as he has. Nope. And it's a hard thing to handicap cameras, but I do wonder where Alabama is at. I could see Ole Miss being a tough out in this game, especially if they can run the ball. But it's a tough one because okay. if Alabama plays well and if the wide receivers play, who knows? Thank you, Adam. Appreciate it as always. Thanks, guys. Adam Kramer, everybody. Aaron Schatz on the other side. Football Outsiders next on Visa. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. College basketball has started. Now's the time to get your copy of our annual betting guide at over 400 pages. It's our biggest betting guide ever with odds, trends, power ratings, and analysis on every team. Our team of experts includes Greg Hoops Peterson and Matt Humans, plus Wes Reynolds, Jonathan Montobel. They provide their predictions for win totals, futures, conference champions, tournament teams, and breakdown of all 60 coaching changes since last season. The only way to get the guide, though, is to become a VSIN Pro subscriber. Sign up now for just $99 to get VEASAN Pro access to everything we do all the way through the Super Bowl. Sign up today at VEASAN.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. My next guest, uh, as, a, as a wee lad, looked over at baseball and uh, marveled at what Bill James did with this little thing called analytics towards uh, helping people understand the sport of baseball better. And he said to himself, self... I want to do this for pro football. Came up with a proprietary stat called DVOA, Defense Adjusted Value Over Average, which calculates a team's success based on the down and distance of each play during the season and calculates how much more or less successful each team is compared to the league average. And according to Football Outsiders, DVOA breaks down every single play of the NFL season to see how much success offensive players achieved in each specific situation compared to the league average in that situation adjusted for strength of the opponent. Ladies and gentlemen, of course I'm referring to the czar of Football Outsiders, the juggernaut that it is, Aaron Schatz. How you doing, Aaron? Hey, I'm good, man. How are you? Was that a good description of your uh, of your your thought process? You're like, I can do this for football. Yeah, I was like, you know, there's a hundred sites doing analytics for baseball and none for football. Maybe I should uh, not do baseball. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should not do baseball. Next thing you know, you're on late night with Seth Myers. Is that still one of these things you think about? You're like, wow, I can't believe that happened. Yeah, oh man, I wish I could do it again. It was so much fun. Uh, definitely one of the pinnacles of my career. Yeah, that was a few, a couple years ago now, I think it was. Yeah. But, um, all right, so here we are. You're kind enough to join us every quarter mark of each and every NFL season. And now that it's 17 games, it's a little janky. But we have you here after uh, week number nine. 
And I want to start with, uh, I know the answer to this, but I want to give you props because you, you were kind of on, on a limb a bit during the preseason. Who's your number one team now in DVOA? It's Philadelphia, the Philadelphia Eagles, who were my one of my Super Bowl picks. I had a Buffalo-Philadelphia Super Bowl in the preseason, and Buffalo and Philadelphia are our top two teams. And Philadelphia, you tweeted about this. The Eagles, of all the 8-0 teams since 1981, there's been 25 of them. And I think you actually amended this. There was actually yeah, 20, 24 Yeah, there's actually an error here. I yeah. counted one team twice because of a bye week. They're actually 14th, yeah. 14th out of 24 teams. So they're not like a fraud. You know, this is what an 8-0 team normally looks like. They're not a fraud, but they're not like one of the all-time greats either. Can we say that? Yes, that's absolutely correct. Okay, and then who follows the Eagles? We have the Bills, number two. And then we have where we differ from other advanced metrics and from Vegas, I think, which is we have other teams ahead of Kansas City. We have Dallas, third, Baltimore, fourth, and the shocker is Seattle, fifth, and then Kansas City, sixth. Okay, so what's what's largely behind that with the Chiefs being only sixth? Per your numbers. I think we don't have their offense as far ahead of the rest of the league as everybody else does. We have them number one, but we don't have them like miles and miles ahead of everybody else on offense. We have them just a little bit ahead of everybody else on offense. Because I think everybody agrees they have a below average defense. Not a terrible defense, but a below average one. So I think it's just, I don't know why we have their offense less you know, I don't know why our numbers don't like their offense as much as other numbers do, but that's the big issue, I think. All right, and then you have the Bengals 7th, talking about overall DVOA now. Bengals 7th, Jets at 8, Niners 9th, and Bucks at 10th. So let's talk about the Jets and the Buccaneers. Do you, I guess the broader question is, do you ever look at your rankings, Aaron, and say to yourself, okay, our numbers get there, I love our numbers, but as a human being, I look at them sometimes and I'm like, oh, I don't know about that. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Well, first of all, look, you have to incorporate prior knowledge here. This is how well these teams have played over nine weeks. But does, that does not mean they're going to play this well for the rest of the season. I mean, I, I'm still not a Zach Wilson believer. And the Jets are 19th on offense right now. And I feel like that's not going to continue. I feel like they're going to be worse than that the rest of the year, the, the Jets on offense. I believe in their defense. Uh, but not in their offense. But uh, the Buccaneers, for example, is our number one losing record team. They had a couple of bad defensive games, but on the season, their defense has actually been quite good. We have them seventh. And we still have their passing game tenth. It's just their running game is horrible, and they have some close losses. But they're not a bad team. Like, there's a big difference between... Aaron Rodgers has been a little bit below average as a quarterback by our numbers. But Tom Brady has still been good. He's just not being helped by his running game at all. Let's go to the – so you tweeted about your playoff odds. You do, obviously, these are what the rankings are now. But you do project playoff odds. And a lot of this, obviously, has to do with, you know, the vagaries of what team ends up in what division. And so that obviously colors it. This is the biggest playoff, uh, the playoff odds now updated to Football Outsiders. The biggest week nine moves. Seattle, the biggest mover after their win against Arizona. They're atop the NFC West. 
Um, I'm not as good with hashtags as you might be. I assume that's the Eagles that take flight. Is that the Eagles? Take flight is the New York Jets. The New York Jets. Pardon, pardon me. My hashtag game is not good. <laughs> yeah, there's that's, only like ten yeah, teams that's that usually, fly. Usually, in there's the NFL, a little logo so. when when you do the official hashtag. Yeah. You get a little logo. You're you're. For some reason, where you got the tweet from, it doesn't have the little logo. Yeah, they, they try to throw me off, Aaron. That's what they're doing. Uh, go Bucks! So the Bucks, the Buccaneers went up. And the Buccaneers benefit, obviously, because they're in the NFC South, right? Obviously, otherwise, this wouldn't be nearly as right. big of a jump. The, the, the Buccaneers are 4-5, and five, and the Falcons are 4-5. and five. But based on a combination of our knowledge going into the season and how well they've played so far and what their schedule is the rest of the way, we have the Bucks win that division sixty percent of the time, and the Falcons only thirty percent. Okay, so you so three to one on the Falcons, then not as not as massive a value then at all as as what uh, one might think uh, in yeah. that particular division. The Bengals, the fourth biggest jump this past week in terms of playoff odds. Then in terms of the big losers or the big uh, you know moves to the to the bad in terms of playoff odds, makes sense. The Packers, who are now four and a half out after their loss to the Lions and the Vikings win over the Commanders that they drop massively in their playoff chances, followed by the Rams and their loss to the Bucks, followed by the Raiders somehow blowing that 17 to nothing lead. Who is for the shoe, Aaron? Who is that? That is the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, yeah. So what do you do with a team like that? Like, how do you – so there's your numbers, and then there's the what's happening, right? You have a quarterback that you don't have any data on really besides, you know, a, a second's worth. Brand new head coach, brand new play caller. Like, what do you do with a team like that? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's interesting because, you know, there's some evidence, I think, historically, that teams get a little bit of a bump in their first game with an interim head coach. But Saturday has no idea what he's doing. I mean, as far as, like, let's come in in the middle of the year and suddenly pick up and run this team. He's never run a team before. It's such a strange choice. Um so I don't think you can give them any kind of bump at all. And, and yeah, Erlinger, I mean, their offense is worst in the league, and it's worst in the league by a good amount. We have them at minus 29, and the next worst offense is minus 18. So, like, that's a big gap between the Colts and everyone else when it comes to being a terrible offense. I, I, I got to say I like the Raiders minus 6.5 in this one. Do you also like, let's go back to your DVOL. So, so Seattle plays Tampa Bay and Munich. You have Seattle ranked fifth. You have Tampa Bay ranked tenth. Does that mean that you like the points with Seattle? Yeah, yeah, we did. You know, you have to uh, our our picks against the spread take into account a little bit of prior knowledge from before the season still, and they take into account that offense is more predictive than defense. But then Seattle is better on offense than Tampa Bay is. So in a even in a neutral site, we like Seattle and the points in this one. Besides Philadelphia, what's the team that you got the most? that you're most proud of so far mid-season in your predictions? What's the team that you were just completely off on? Uh, the team that I am proudest on is, other than the Eagles, is that we had the Jets with a top-10 defense. Wow. After the, after the Jets were the worst defense in the league last year, we looked at the amount of talent that they brought in, both free agency and rookies, and said, this could be a top-10 defense this year, and it has been. Uh, teams we were really wrong on, the team we were really wrong on more than other people was the New York Giants, who we thought were going to be the worst team in the league. Oh, wow. And they've been they've been below average, but they've lucked their way into a really good record. They but, have. Yeah, they're not really that good. They're not really 6-2 and two good, but they're much better than we thought they'd be. 
And the other is Seattle, but everybody was wrong about Seattle. Like, I don't feel bad about that. No one knew Geno Smith was going to do this. Nobody. Yet. Nobody. Yet, yet when, I, when I pull back, and I've said this before, when I think about when we were kids, how quarterbacks held the clipboard for two, three years right at a time, that maybe in that sense, if we thought about it, it could have been predicted, but no one really did, right? So no one. Yeah, but he played yeah. three games last year, and he didn't do this. True. True that. Uh, we'll come back more with Aaron Schatz. want to get his uh, sense of who's his MVP right now based on his numbers and who's been the best and worst on special teams. We don't often talk about that when we're handicapping football games, and yet it's a third of the game itself. Never talk about that. We'll get Aaron's thoughts on which are best and worst there and more with Aaron Schatz from Football Outsiders. It's a numbers game at Vista, the Sports Betting Network. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bed 365 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and two-door cinema club. A numbers game on VSEN, the sports betting network. Numbers game proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. They're running a single first touchdown score prop. Any Monday or Thursday night NFL game, anything loses, you receive up to $25 in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com and download the BetMGM app. It won't take you but a few seconds. Bet MGM, the king of sportsbooks. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin is here as well. Aaron Schatz is kind enough to uh, rejoin us, spend another segment with us from Football Outsiders. Aaron, what uh, if people are unfamiliar with Football Outsiders, what uh, what can they expect if they go there? What do you what do you offer in these days? We offer film study columns. We offer analysis. We offer advanced stats. We offer humor. All the Mike Tanier <laughs> columns. <laughs> uh, column coming later today on midseason award choices. We've got some college football content coming. We've got DFS suggestions. Uh, and if you're a subscriber to Football Outsiders, footballoutsiders.com slash subscribe, you get all of our advanced stats on Monday, whereas everybody else gets them Tuesday, which helps you place bets a day early. Plus, you get some content that nobody else gets, and you get our advanced stats all the way back to 1981 with stuff that helps in DFS for this year, like defense versus different types of receivers and defense against different pass directions. And soon we're going to be having quarterbacks in different pass directions, so you can look at a quarterback's weaknesses and strengths and compare them to the defense's weaknesses and strengths and all kinds of good stuff. Who's the greatest team? You've gone back to 1981 now, looking for you know video. 1991 Washington. That's our best. That's the best team. Yep. There 1991 it is. Washington. <laughs> it is. It's our it's our annual reminder for everybody. The 91 Skins, the greatest team of all time, at least back to 1981. Uh, by the way, have you given up 
trying to find footage earlier than no, that? No, we, still we have about we have about a dozen games left from 1980. Wow, how difficult yeah. is this getting for you though to find footage of every single play? Really hard. Yeah. <laughs> 1981 is the first uh, year where we don't have every play. I We're see. missing the fourth quarter of one Bills Jets game from 1981 <laughs> That's amazing. that we cannot find anywhere. But I mean, you're getting back to like before VCRs. At yes. This point, so. At this point. Yeah. Now, I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to get 1980 and I don't know if we're going to be able to get to before 1980. Uh, let me ask you one other macro question that we'll get into some specifics for this year again, but I, I, I haven't asked you this in a while, but I used to ask you this a lot, which is what's the thing. And now it's more relevant than ever. You're an analytics guy. What's the thing you're hearing in mainstream media about analytics? Maybe it's just even the, the Jim, Irsay, Jim Irsay thing from the other day. Like, oh, he's, I'm glad he has no experience, so he's not going to rely on analytics. I mean, every day there seems to be something. What's, what's your biggest pet peeve? Just the misuse of the oh, term? Oh, my God. Yes. At this point, analytics has become a buzzword that means that coach just did a thing I don't like. That's exactly right. Like, even if that thing has nothing to do with analytics, if the coach did the thing and I don't like it, that must be analytics because who else can we blame right. for this bad timeout it, than it, analytics, right? Like, I mean, a lot of people have said this, and I will say it also, and I will say it somewhat out of, you know, my own egotistical desires. Uh, the networks need to have an analytics person the same way they have a officiating person who can actually talk about what analytics say about certain moves with like the actual knowledge of what <laughs> analytics say about certain moves and who can like make it, you know, tell the difference and explain the difference between analytics say this is a strong go and analytics say this is a toss up. But, you know, do what your gut says on this one, you know, and uh, I yes, I put myself forward. I have offered myself to be that person. For a network, ESPN has plenty of people on staff, and NBC has all the pro football focused people. But CBS and Fox, give me a call. I am available. I have media experience. I used to be on the radio. <laughs> Put me on the air and let me simply explain what are analytics really saying. None of this business where Gus Johnson goes, oh. well, analytics are ruining the game oh. because the team's going for it on fourth and goal. And the one, knock Aaron, it off. Aaron, I'm so glad you just said that because literally my next comment was going to be, did you see the TCU Texas Tech game this past weekend? Because <laughs> Gus Johnson, now he's right that, that the game flipped because Texas Tech went for it on fourth down, like, you know, way in their own territory. But he immediately went into analytics, right? He just went off on it. And I'm like, oh, Gus, this was not analytics it's because just a, here's what they they never do yeah they never i don't know if that was analytics or not right i i don't know what the numbers were on that decision but what i know is this they never see a team go for it on fourth and one make it score a touchdown <laughs> and, and then they go yeah look at what analytics did Woo! that's right never not a one time it's never been documented all right uh let me go back to some of your tweets here this one has to do with special teams which, again, is not something we often talk about. We talk offense. We talk defense. It's easier to wrap our brains around. But special teams matter. Um, you know, Marv Levy was uh, installed as a special teams coach in the George Allen days, and now we take special teams coaches for granted. It's just part of the game, but we don't talk about it from a handicapping perspective. And what have you found the best and the worst teams are at that? Yeah, so the best special teams this year, almost every year at this point, is Baltimore. 
the worst special teams is Miami. But as I point out in this tweet, uh, the teams are much closer together. It's just another example of how this year has just a ridiculous amount of parity. Like in special teams, there had never been a year where a special team unit had been below where Miami is. Like Miami is the best special teams to ever be the worst special teams at this point of the season. Like it's just, there's just a lot of parity this year. Also, you said something about special teams being a third of the game. They're not. Special teams are one-eighth of the game. Ooh, okay. If you look at about how important each unit is by the range of, like, efficiencies, offense is about four parts of the game. Defense, three. Special teams, one. I should have remembered that from your guide year after year. I remembered the four and the three. I did not remember the one. So, yeah. so perhaps I'm overrating it then is what you're saying. So not perhaps. Yeah, special yeah. teams are – so special teams are not actually a third of the game, which is a thing that special teams coaches say all the time. But it's also, <laughs> Specifically. Not, it's also not none of the game, which there are some advanced analytic people who just ignore special teams entirely. Like special teams is a thing, and some special teams is not very predictive, and other special teams like punting is more predictive uh, and returns. Uh, and special teams matter, but they don't matter anywhere near as much as offense. Okay, so that was my next question. Is it predictive from, you know, moving forward this season, let alone from year to year? Obviously, year to year, probably not, right? Yeah, punting is more consistent from year to year, and returns are more consistent. Field goal percentage is very inconsistent from year to year, with a couple of exceptions like Tucker. I was going to say, is Baltimore always number one because of Tucker, or is that their other units on special They're good teams? at everything. They're, They're good, good at everything. everything. It's not just Justin Tucker, but that's part of it. See, I can't help but think, though, that that's part of the Baltimore success that we never talk about. We talk no, about we Tucker. No, we never talk about it. And yeah. you go into every season knowing Baltimore is going to be one of the top three or four teams in special teams. Okay. Uh, let's do one more of your tweets here because these are always fascinating. Again, at, at uh, F-O underscore A shots, that's S-C-H-A-T-Z. You actually conducted a little, the old Twitter poll. Uh, let's see what the readers think. Who would you vote for NFL MVP right now? The uh, options were Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Patrick Mahomes, and Tua Tagovailoa, and the winner was? Patrick Mahomes. You agree with that by your numbers? I would vote for Patrick Mahomes. Now, here's the thing. By my numbers, the MVP is Tua Tagovailoa. Really? But I think that when you look at it and you say to yourself, who is getting the most help? from the scheme and the receiver. And I mean, you know, Mahomes has a good offensive coordinator and he has Travis Kelsey, but so much of what Tua is doing is that scheme and it's Waddle and Hill and underthrown balls that they adjust to. That I think if you asked any film watcher, who's the best quarterback in the league, nobody would say Tua. So I just couldn't vote for, I couldn't, despite the numbers having Tua number one, I couldn't really vote for Tua as MVP because he's, he's getting a lot more help. So I, I would vote for Mahomes right now as MVP. Yeah, of those four, you also had some other tweet about, like, the, the obviously good – two of them have really good defenses. Two of them don't, right, to help right. them. Right, Allen out. and Hurts. Allen and Hurts are having great seasons. But the reason why Philadelphia and Buffalo are the best teams is that they are all around teams. Yeah. Right? So Allen and Hurts are not as good as what Mahomes and Tua are doing. And they're not carrying their teams to the extent – that Mahomes and Tua are because they have better teammates. They have better teammates. All right, Aaron, we got to run. Uh, but your favorite bet this weekend, then, based on your numbers, is 
oh, I have to uh, hold on a second. I have to load that up and figure out what my favorite bet is. What I have number one this week, looking at the lines. Uh, I would say Detroit. Detroit plus three. Detroit plus three against the Bears. Okay, I don't like that because I like the Bears, but we shall uh, we shall see how that works out. Aaron Shots, everybody from Football Outsiders again at fo on Twitter at fo underscore a shots c uh, excuse me s c h a t z and then Football Outsiders at fb Outsiders. Thank you, Aaron. Appreciate it, man. Great seeing you. Talk to you again at the three-quarter poll. I like it. Aaron Schatz, everybody, the founder of Football Outsiders. By the way, your uh, VEASAN pro tip of the hour. Survivor, if you have the Bills and Cowboys still available, hold off on using the Cowboys this week just in case Josh Allen is out through Thanksgiving. That is a circus Survivor consideration. It's your pro tip for the hour. We do one every hour on VEASAN across every show, so that means at least 20 every day. All available for VEASAN pro subscribers only at VEASAN.com, where you can sort them by sport and by show. Unscripted with the crack man. Bill Krakenberger on the other side. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the sports betting network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds from Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.